y'all doing? I appreciate y'all keeping up today. And this is JT. Today we have a good one. Matt and Angie Smith. Wow. Um, I was in uh, ZMAX um, on in May 2021 and um, I talked to Angie and Matt and asked them if they would uh, help me out with my podcast. If I'm going to have uh, memorable people in this sport, I've got to have these two on the podcast and they agreed. They said absolutely they'd help me out. They had some stuff to do so we come back and we sat down and um, I did this on a Friday because I knew they would get really, really busy because they've got so many bikes and they're they're always doing so much, not just with their team, but helping other teams in the NHRA. So uh, we got sat down and um, I'm just, I'm blessed that they come onto the show and I'm even more excited that they agreed to come back and I do more conversations as the season moves on. So Denzo, give you a big shout out. Thank you so much for supporting our sport and supporting Matt and Angie. And uh, again, I want to thank Matt and Angie uh, for sitting down with me and uh, giving me their time because I know how precious it is with everybody knocking on the door and making phone calls because they're they're a busy, busy team. So without further ado, let's jump over and have a conversation with Matt and Angie Smith, NHRA Pro Stock Motorcycle Top Shelf Team. All right, this is JT. Try and keep up. We have Angie and Matt Smith here. We're at Z-Max Dragway, Camping World Stadium. Let's give them a plug. Uh, NHRA, so you're out here to go fast. And of course, Denzo. We gotta make sure we throw in Denzo. Of course. Um, Here's a question. I know y'all get asked a lot. Let's start with Angie. Who is Angie Smith? She's a very passionate, determined person. Uh, A person that has been told that they can't do it and they shouldn't do it and somehow some way I find the means and the determination to do it um, I'm a very passionate person uh, but I'm a very stubborn person too but I like to go fast <laughs> and uh, I'm a pretty good person I think you can ask him that <laughs> he can he can tell you who Angie Smith is maybe <laughs> I mean I guess I was good enough for him to marry me <laughs> unless who is Matt Smith? That's a tough question, considering all y'all get into. Matt Smith is, uh, let's start by the son of Ricky Smith. Um, I, I watched my whole life as a child growing up, watching my dad race. Uh, numerous world championships in IHRA. Uh, probably one of, the, one of the greatest IHRA pro stock drivers there was. Um, take that, I wanted to be just like him. and. I went out racing motorcycles because I couldn't afford to race a car at the time. And I uh, started on motorcycles and built my name up in the motorcycle world as uh, a fierce competitor wanting to win drag racing uh, guy. And I uh, went in HRA and now I'm a four-time world champion. Uh, me and Angie own this team together and uh, we have a really good race team. You know. Denzo sponsors us. They're our partner in this deal. Uh, Mark Stockset is my partner with the race team. Um, when I wanted to start my own team in 2007 in NHRA, Mark partnered with me and we, he said, I want to do it with you. I want to go 50-50 with you and, and let's do this. And first year out, we won the championship. So it was like, oh, wow. this was this was easy. And uh, 
but it's not easy. Uh, it's 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 a lot of determination, a lot of hard hours. Uh, me and her work our butts off in the shop, and uh, you know, I, I've I've made this work. Uh, a lot of people didn't think I could make it work. They said I was just a spoiled rich kid. Uh, my dad gave me everything. Let's get one thing straight. My dad didn't give me nothing. He's gave me nothing, just like his dad never gave him nothing in racing. We've earned this to do what we've done, and uh, we're not the full, we're not the funded, the highly funded team like a lot of these other teams are. But we get things going and we we get it done. Now, early on, um, when because obviously you get that criticism. So, what would be your advice to newcomers coming into the sport that have to deal with that? So, do you just I mean, you can't just say get thick skin because it's a little harder than that. How, how do y'all handle or how, what would be your advice to a newcomer to help deal with that that they're going to get? Because we understand the drama. It's going to come from some side, somewhere. I mean, if you're a rich kid, you know, that's great. You know, I mean, we need people when coming into our sport. But the one thing that I stress is, you know, if you are a rich kid coming in over here, just don't go and party and, and, and show that you've got all the stuff to do everything. Come in here and work your butt off and, and prove to people that you want to win races and, and do that. I see a lot of people with no money that want to try it and they come in and do it. And I mean, you know, everybody can't own a, a successful team. You know, everybody wants to do this. You know, and I think the biggest reason people go, why, why, you know, why do you want to do pro stop motorcycle? Well, it, to me, it's the top of the line racing in motorcycles. Yeah, there's bikes that go faster than we do, but they're not on TV. They're not over here in NHRA, you know. And this is where you make your money at. This is this is how you we make a living is sponsorship. And us being on TV and us being successful is, is how we do it. So everybody wants to be, you know, as growing up, I wanted to be like Dave Schultz, John Myers, you know, even on jail back then at the time. And I never could get a ride out here. So I had to start my own team and do it, you know. And that's what I did. And, you know, I stress to everybody, it's, it's way harder now than it was back 15 years ago but because there's only one or two bikes at the time that were you know successful you know now you have 10 12 bikes out here that can win at any time and uh it, it's hard it's hard so the way to do it now is come in and rent something and show people that you are successful and if you are like that you can come in here and rent some good stuff then you might pick up a sponsorship to start your own team but I'd say renting is probably the easiest way to, to get started out here okay. right now. To start it out. Okay. So now let's change subject. We'll let Angie answer this. How'd y'all meet? That's something I've always wanted to ask you. Really? You don't know this story? No. Yeah. Keep in mind, when I'm focused on somebody, I don't. Right. I very rarely go back and look at other interviews. So um, I raced a class called Outlaw Pro Street, which mm -hmm. was a no willy bar nitrous class, 75 inch wheelbase. Run what you brung, hope you brought enough. Mm -hmm. He also raced Outlaw Pro Street, but we hated each other. Uh oh. Absolutely hated each other. So bad that, you know, we had, we got in a couple altercations. This, like, but this is before I started Pro Stop racing. Right. This okay. was way before. This was, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. And, um, you know, he was a fierce competitor. You know, he lived 30, 40 miles from me. You know, I had a boyfriend at the time, and I raced with him, and he had a, a wife at the time. And, you know, we were fierce competitors, and 
I didn't like him and he was the cocky arrogant person that I could not stand and I guess he was getting a divorce from his wife and and again everybody out there thought that my dad who his name was yeah. gave me everything to come do this yeah. so he was getting a divorce and he was you know kind of hounding on me won't you come ride a pro stop bike and I was like my exact words were I don't even like you why would I ride your bike so that was my exact yeah. words and you know it went on and on and he kept hounding and I will say I give him an A for persistence because he wore my ass out. And, uh, so I finally went to Rockingham and tested the bike, and I did decent. And, and um, then that year I flew to Pomona to be his date at the banquet because he wore my wore me out about that too. So and then the rest is history. You know, now we were dating. We dated a year, and then we got married. So it was it was really funny because we did not like each other at all. I mean, he liked me, but I didn't like him. Now this she, this was you know back like she said we 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 knew each other back in ninety eight to two thousand three. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until two thousand six that Seven. you know that I I was you know I didn't I wasn't married anymore and mm-hmm. you know she didn't have her boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. and. Um, I started trying to talk to her a little bit, and it wasn't until 2007, a year later, that I finally convinced her to come ride one of my bikes, you know. And like I said, that's that's history. But when she started, that was, you know, she jumped from 98 to 2007, you know. So that was kind of, you know, the preliminary. I just had to fill in the little blanks oh, yeah. there, you know. When did, when did, did you, were, when you first, let's say that, interest in dating so to speak was it uh was it the writing that attracted you to her first obviously she's pretty i mean that's beside the point <laughs> but or was it when did you know that okay well right, i always so you know i want to date her when did that moment growing, i mean when i started my own team you know I, I had two bikes when i started the deal kind of mm-hmm. after i got got it going and i wanted a female on our team riding the bike because okay. to me that was the most successful way to get a sponsorship. Um, the pretty face. The, the, he was going to use me for money. <laughs> well, I just looked at it as, you know, at the time I had Torco, um, okay. which everybody knows what that was back in the day. And, and but I was looking at farther down the road, you know, okay. let's get her on a bike. Let's, let's pick up some more additional sponsorships with the pretty face and a girl riding, you know, because I saw what the Shirley Modani, the, the Angel, the, the, you know, all the females out here, how they got the big bucks because of they didn't have to be good; they just had to look pretty. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I, I thought, well, let's let's get her on a motorcycle and see if she can do it. So that's kind of the, the intention. Um, and you know, yeah, I, she was very pretty, and I, I I had a little crush on her. So I said, let's try both ways. <laughs> and, and you know, we got it to work both ways. When you when you first saw her, ra- just from a racing standpoint, as a racer, when you first saw her racing, what impressed you most about her about her racing? What? Honestly, yeah. I was like, I was like, damn, that bitch can ride. You know? <laughs> that was back in the day, you know, in Outlaw Street, you know. But um, no, she she did a very good job on the on the no wheelie bar stuff, and uh, coming to a bar bike is is totally different. You know, okay. uh, a lot of people can ride no wheelie bar stuff, but man, it's this pro stop motorcycle is way tougher. I mean. You have to be so much more precise, so much more smoother, um, and 
you know, we don't we don't have extra power where we can put a bigger jet in or, or turn another pound of boost up or a scramble button. So, um, you know, it took her a little bit to get used to it, but uh, I think she's got to the point that she's a very successful rider and she's she's a top five rider. I mean, she proved that last year. She finished fifth in the world, and our goal is to try to get her more wins and eventually get her a championship, hopefully out of this camp. And but right now, we just need wins and, and to make her a top five four person at every racetrack and and uh that's what we're shooting for right now now i was speaking to mr bostick earlier we were talking about how everybody gets along we're all friends we do have there are issues once you get to the line you're now enemies until that passes over with so i made the comment got to be really interesting for a husband and wife so because i've seen you up there you don't give any leeway to the other person so um it's how how could I be nice about this? Um, is it fun when you beat them? Oh yeah. I mean, Absolutely. outside of even if you don't win anything, just beat them in whatever well, pass. Well, it you're is, in. and here's why. <laughs> you know, he's got I for, I don't even know. I have lost count twenty something Wallies, and he's got four championships. Any time that you can load somebody up that has that much success, that puts a feather in your cap that you did your job that day. Now, he's my crew chief, so he can also put a feather in his cap because he tuned the bike up and gave me the motorcycle to beat him. Yeah, I mean, and from my perspective, you know, it's... It's, it's a lose-lose for me. It's him. a lose-lose for me. You know, if I beat her, everybody goes, oh, you beat up on your wife, you know. And, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, I just, I want to win. It doesn't matter if it's me, her, Scotty, or whoever's on our fourth bike. At the time, I just want somebody on our team to win because that's the ultimate goal. Um, yes, I love to win, just like two weeks ago at Atlanta. I wanted to beat Scotty so bad in the finals, you know, and, and but he had the better bike, and he had the better bike all day long. So I had to push the treat just a little bit and come up 001 red. You know, it's just I, I wasn't going to give it to him, but I wanted to beat him. That's how bad I wanted to beat him, even though he's on our team. I just still, I don't care who's in the other lane. I try to race the racetrack and do the best that I can. And, you know, when I'm behind a little bit, yeah, I'll, I'll get a little antsy and try to push the tree a little bit more than I should. And at that time, now looking back, I shouldn't have pushed the tree. You know, I, I could have had a 130 light and won the race. But, you know, he had the better bike all weekend. So, uh, you know, he, he deserved the win. Now, obviously, it's an interesting experience out here because we're four wide. So what challenges does that present for y'all from your each of your perspectives? Well, you have to be... You have to be two of the four. You have to be two of the best bikes out of your four, out of your quad. Mm -hmm. So that's the mentality you have to have in race day up until the finals. Now, if you're fortunate enough to be in the finals, then I feel like you have to throw everything at it because you're not just racing one other person. You're racing three other people. So I think the finals is way more challenging than the previous rounds yeah and I mean you know our ultimate goal is we have four bikes ultimately we'd love to have all four bikes in the final round um, this it hasn't never happened uh, I don't think in any team out here um, in any of the pro categories so we'd like to do that it's, uh, hard, to do it's that. hard to do that you know you're just lucky to win one one of them uh, I won the very first one uh, the four wide so I understand the games that's played. I understand how the how the system works, but ultimately we want to be the best out here, and 
to beat three other people in, in the other lane at any time, that's 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 the big challenge. And, and the other big challenge is, you know, if we do have to run four of us, in, even in qualifying, it's just a challenge to have everybody line everybody up because you know we have we don't have a person for each each bike, you know. Chip Ellis is riding the fourth bike this weekend, but yet he's working on Angie's bike. So, wow. you know, it's it's just one of them deals. Uh, you know, we don't have enough crew people to run four bikes at one time in the four wide format. You know, we have it handled in two wide, no problem. But the four wide could play a big part if we all get to the final round together. Wow. Watch out. Now, what do you do? What are you? What do y'all like to do when it doesn't involve racing or work? What do y'all like to do? Kind of got started king mackerel fishing. So. We, it's just not king mackerel. We love to fish. We like to I fish. I saw your pictures. But we're going king mackerel fishing. We've kind of developed this thing going king mackerel fishing, and we, I think it's more the relationships also that we've developed with the people that we go with, and uh, so we're going to do that in June, and we're excited because. I had a king mackerel, which I had like a 30-pounder on, but we didn't get it on the deck. So my rule of thumb is I've been fishing all my life. If it's not in the boat and not on the deck, then it doesn't count. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I just love fishing, period. I mean, uh, I didn't even know there was a pond down here behind the, behind the racetrack last night. He's got a big grin on his face. And, so. you know, my, da there. my dad goes, uh, you know, there's a pond down there. And he went down there, and I went down there, and I was like, Holy cow. So I went to Bass Pro Shop, bought me a little fishing rod, <laughs> and went out there and I slayed four of them yesterday. Oh, man. Oh, it was great. So, uh, like I said, I just love to fish. You know, that's, that's my time. We have a pond behind our house. We have it stocked. And when I get frustrated and work, I'll just take off and, and, and go down there and, and go throw the rod and catch a fish. And I come back, and I'm relieved. I'm ready to go back to work. So it's uh, it's just my way to uh, to blow some steam off and to, 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 to clear my head. My oldest brother's uh he likes deep sea fishing. He's always go always catch some the big amber jacks and things that look like they're the size of a bus type stuff. <laughs> so. Alright. Now obviously your father has a rich rich history, so let's I'm gonna bring you back there for a minute. During that time, what memory sticks out for you? Something that either a race that your dad was in or something y'all did together, what memory really pops out for you? Probably Bristol, Tennessee. Um the photos up a lot. Um me and my little bib overalls, uh, he just won the race um, at Bristol. I don't even know what year it was, probably 78, 76, somewhere in that range. Um, I'm four or five years old. Uh, I got bib overalls on and I got Winston at the time was the sponsor of the series. And uh, I think her name was Debbie, was the Winston girl at that time. And it's me with my bib overalls. I got probably a hundred Winston decals all over my <laughs> And you know, um, my She's little blonde hair, and it's just, you know, that's that's my fondest memory is just growing up watching my dad win races and, and run over there, and um, that photo of, of Bristol is probably the the one that means the most to me. And now his name's on the uh, the grandstands up there is one of the best up there. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. And let's direct the same question towards Angie. And up to now, what memory really sticks out for you? It could be a it could be a race against him or anybody else or prior to pro stock. What memory really sticks out for you for I racing? I mean, honestly, I think probably my biggest accomplishment. My biggest accomplishment, definitely, I think was. I mean, it wasn't necessarily winning my first race against him because 
you know, that was just, you know, it was me and him in the final, you know, everybody talked. I think my biggest accomplishment was last year when I went 200 in Dallas because <laughs> I wanted to do that more than anything. And from the time that we announced the Denso 200 mile an hour club in 2018, that's all I wanted to do. And I even said, <laughs> if I go 200, I'll just quit, you know, whatever. But I think it's because I worked so hard at that and it was so hard to achieve. I think that was probably my biggest accomplishment. And you were the, the first female first to First female to go so, 200. You know, that, that was, that's big, you know. Um, you were the fifth member of the club mm -hmm. and uh, there was four guys in front of her. So she, to me, there, there again, she was, she's a top five rider out there because she was the fifth one to ever do it. What advice, uh, new up-and-coming people that want to get into this, what would be your advice for any person or somebody trying to do a team? So what would be advice to them or even a warning, say, hey, heads up, it's expensive, even if it's well, just that it's simple. Well, it's expensive. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Like, I can't even describe or tell you how much work it is. I mean, a lot of people, you know, yeah, I post pictures of me laying by the pool and I do, and I do this. But it's all the other stuff that people don't see. I mean, if it takes me and him being at the shop from seven in the morning to midnight that night, and we have to do it five days in a row, then that's what we have to do. You know, and people don't see that. And I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's more work. I mean, it would be easy to me to go work a nine to five job. It would be really easy. Look, my, my advice is if, if, there's, if there's people out there looking to go pro stop motorcycle racing, and you don't have a couple million in your bank account that you can go just spend and do this, this isn't for you. You don't don't own your own team. If you want to come out here and race, come rent a bike. Come get with one of the good teams to rent a bike and come out here and show people what you have. You'll save you a lot of money, you'll save you a lot of headaches. And if you are successful and you pick up a big time sponsor and you want to start your own team, great. If not, you just still rent a bike and it, it's less headache. You fly and you fly out, you don't have to worry about stuff. So, uh, I would never suggest anybody to come and start their own team right now in this day and age with, with the competition that we have. I mean, it's just too expensive and you're not going to be good at it right off the bat. It's, you know, it's going to take some time. And, and not saying nothing, Corey and Joey, that's, that's a prime example of they have a lot of money behind them and they've been doing this for now four or five years and they still yet to win a race. Um, it, it's, it's no slam to them. This shit's hard. It's hard. So, you know, uh, if they didn't have the two, three, four, five million dollars behind them to do it, they probably were already quit. You know, you just, this is a tough deal out here. And like I said, if you want to do it, come rent a good bike. You don't have to rent it from me. You don't rent it from Corey and Drew. They got good stuff. You know, there's other teams to rent stuff from, but I'm telling you, that's, that's the way to do it right now is, is to come and get with a good team and and see if this is really what you want to do. Now, I'm not going to tie him up too much longer because I know he's crazy busy and there's 6,000 people out here that want to talk to him both. Um, again, the season is early, so we'll come back. Y'all are going to accomplish a lot this season. I know y'all will. You always do. Um, thank you for sitting with me and helping me out with this podcast um, because, honestly, y'all put weight behind it. <laughs> so, so thank you so much for your time today, and uh, y'all are going to have a good weekend. I just know it. All right, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. I know it too. <laughs> and and I, I know you're going to go 200 miles an hour this weekend.
All right, with that conversation, I can't tell you how blessed I am to be able to have Matt and Angie on the channel. Um, it's just super exciting, and I can't wait for more conversations. There's other stuff that I want to talk to them about, so I'm looking forward to future conversations with them. Um, thank you, uh, NHRA, for uh, making motorcycle drag racing so awesome. Uh, this year, it's been super exciting already, and uh, the season is just really getting underway. We still have an entire back half yet to go. So, NHRA, thank you so much. Uh, Camping World Stadium, thank you for stepping up and supporting the NHRA and uh, making our sport even more awesome than it already is. And then uh, because me and Matt and Angie were talking about it off air, um, we're going to give another shout out to Denzo Auto Parts. Thank you so much for supporting Matt and Angie Smith. Um, it's the teamwork is a blessing. Having your support and having you backing the sport is also a blessing. This is JT. I'm out of here, but I shall be back with more great conversations with more people. We got a ton lined up. Thank you all for keeping up. Y'all have a good one. Talk to you soon.